Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you are looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about a great decision that I made. Uh, I went to go see my guy, Dr. McCracken, at Denver Hair Surgery. I had two hair transplants done many years ago, and the technique they used honestly sucked. Uh, they took a big rip out of the back of my head. I have a huge scar in the back of my head, but with the way Dr. McCracken does it with the new type of technology that they have, uh, there's no scar in the back of my head because of this new one, uh, still there from the old one, but this was super easy. It was painless, no joke, totally painless. And the recovery was super easy. I'm already starting to see results. I had this done probably about three and a half months ago. I'm so excited for the summer where I don't have to wear hats all the time. don't have to worry about, you know, the top of my head burning anymore. And if this sounds like you, you're going to want to talk to Dr. McCracken at Denver Hair Surgery. Mention you heard this to save 500 bucks. Go to denverhairsurgery.com. That's denverhairsurgery.com. Time now for the lead. The lead is presented by Smoke and Dave's Barbecue and Brew, Colorado's best barbecue since 2007. Get some tonight in Denver, Longmont, Lyons, and Estes Park. CBS Sports' Jason LaConfora wrote an article titled 10 Bold Predictions for the Upcoming NFL Season. Right out of the gate, Russell Wilson will win the Most Valuable Player Award. This is what he wrote. He said, I am Team Russ. Always have been, always will be. Dudes like this don't get dealt in their prime and make no mistake. He is still very much in his prime. This is the best cast he has been around in a long time. This is a coach who is going to be the opposite of Pete Carroll and will be skewing everything possible in favor of the passing game. It is go time. They have speed. They have big targets. They will have a scheme that has worked wonderfully well in Green Bay and with the Rams, among others. I see Denver as being a very real factor in a loaded AFC. You buying that? <sighs> I'm buying that he can have a potentially big year, but I think uh, this is sort of underestimating all the other changes around the Broncos and also uh, the the impact um, that a quarterback can have in, in his first year. I mean, Russell Wilson is very good. I don't expect him to have... Uh, the same kind of impacting year one as Tom Brady. And oh, by the way, Tom Brady, the first few games in Tampa Bay, it took him a while to get his footing under him. It took a little while for Peyton Manning to get his footing under him in his first few games here. And I think that'll be just enough to keep him from being MVP. I think he has a really strong chance to win it for this reason alone. Generally speaking, the MVP goes to the best player in the league, right? Generally speaking. Best the, quarterback. Okay, fine. Basically. This okay. It's a quarterback award. I'm with you. The best quarterback in the league. Aaron Rodgers put up ridiculous numbers this year and last year. But it goes to the best player, quarterback, whatever you want to say. But with where the Broncos finished last year, and if the Broncos win 12 games, I think you will now factor in 
what he means to his team. Usually it's the best player, quarterback. But the Packers have always been good, generally speaking, with Aaron Rodgers. Teams that Tom Brady goes to or plays for are always pretty good. But we could see potentially a seismic jump in what the Broncos did last year to this year. And if he puts up big numbers, I mean, let's look at what he did in the in the best seasons of his career. Is he capable of 35 touchdowns and seven interceptions? I think so. Is he capable of having a QBR of something in the 70s like he's had before? Did that I back think, in 2019. Yeah. I think he is. Is he capable of having a quarterback rating, which I think was his best at one time, around 110? I think he is. Is he capable of throwing for over 4,000 yards? Absolutely. And with this type of offense. Now, everything needs to come together. So I think for the first time in a long time, we might have, he might not be the best quarterback in the league, but when you factor in where the Broncos might go with him, and Aaron Rodgers has won it two years in a row, and Brady has won it, I think that might skew the voters' minds and say, now you take him off the team, look what they did last year, look what they've done this year with him, and his numbers are outstanding again. That's the case for him. I think the other thing also is he is how much competition there's going to be. I mean, for example, if if I were saying a favorite for MVP today, mm-hmm. I'd go with Josh Allen. Oh yeah, I can see that. I uh, can see that. Others too. who and, and then if you start kind of going down the list of say, okay, who are other candidates? Uh, Justin Herbert. In, in Los Angeles. Yep. If you make the statistical argument, this is where I think it might get interesting. I think Derek Carr might have a massive statistical year. And he'd be a with, strong candidate. With the pass too. catchers he's he's working with. Um Patrick Mahomes can never be dismissed. Aaron Rodgers will probably still have big numbers. Matt Matthew Stafford is one that I would keep my eye on too. Yep being kind of foremost in people's minds after what the Rams did last year. I think there, the thing with Stafford, and this is where it may go beyond the numbers a little bit, and this could help Russell Wilson, is the context of what he's done. If Russell Wilson and Matthew Stafford both do really well this year, then with both of them, it's going to be, there's going to be a little bit of a reassessment saying, okay, did we underestimate them before? in their previous team with their previous teams, should they have been MVP before the thing that could help Wilson? And I think, but it also applies to Matthew Stafford as well, is that if they have big years, maybe other quarterbacks like a Josh Allen, like a Patrick Mahomes, like a Justin Herbert also have big years, but you all, it may be a little bit of a lifetime achievement award type of thing. Could be listen, that's wh- where it could, that Russell Wilson may not have the best QBR and passer rating, but if he has it, but if he has a big year, maybe like well, in a slightly bigger year than he had in Seattle, it might be like well, it really was holding him back. Because I think, and I think there's going to be some of that same thinking on Matthew Stafford, especially with them having already won the Super Bowl. I think Matthew Stafford, what he's been to one Pro Bowl, didn't go to the Pro Bowl last year. Right. I think Matthew Stafford's going to go going to go in with already a sense of reassessing his resume and saying, okay, this guy probably should be an MVP. 
he's not going to have better numbers than Josh Allen. Stafford? No. Um, Wilson. Wilson? No, he won't have Well, better. if you factor in the running, yes. Right. He won't I, have better numbers. That's why I'm looking. Allen's passer rating last year was surprisingly pedestrian, though. Okay. 92.2. I'm looking at records as much as anything else. Because all these guys are going to probably put up big numbers. The Bills were 11 and 6 last year. If they go 13 and 4, okay, that's a two game improvement. The Broncos last year, their record was 7 and 10. If they go 12 and 5, 13 and 4, and Wilson's numbers aren't as good as Josh Allen, Russell Wilson's going to win it over him. But you know who else we shouldn't forget about? Joe Burrow. He was on a team that was 10 and 7 last year. What if they go? I don't know. Let's do some math here. What if they go not not 12 not 12 and 5, but what if they go 14 and 3? And I'd say it's more possible for them to go 14 and 3 than anybody in the AFC West. Right. Not that look, the AFC North might be the second best division in football, right? I think it'll get there. But it's still a division where you're going to have one team in the middle of a quarterback transition from Mitchell Trubisky to Kenny Pickett in Pittsburgh. Another team that may well be without their starting quarterback for how long? Six games, eight games, ten games? That's Deshaun Watson. Right. And then Lamar and then Lamar Jackson in Baltimore, they should be good. But the issue is Lamar Jackson coming off of an injury. The, the, car, the, the pieces may be on the board aligned in such a way that the Bengals have a big year, and that may tilt the scales toward Joe Burrow. Here's the simplest way to put it, and I'm kind of repeating myself a wee bit. You take Russell Wilson off the Broncos, and they are 7-10. and 10. You put him on and he makes a five-game difference. That makes him the most valuable guy. Look at the improvement that they made because of him. Then he's going to throw stats into it. With Josh Allen last year, for as great as his numbers were, and they were, they were only 11-6. and Funny thing is, you know who had a five-game improvement with with a quarterback walking in the door? The Broncos in 2012. It didn't get Peyton the MVP until 2013. That's fine. Part of it was Adrian Peterson had an all-world year, 2,000 yards. And who and would have and, and, and and, won it yeah. if it wasn't Adrian Peterson? Probably Peyton Manning. Right. So you had to have... Listen, who should have won the MVP last year? Cooper, Probably Cooper Cup. Cooper Cup. Because he had, he had that That's kind right. of year. That, and this is why you and I have, have talked about this. There really should be a QB of the year and an MVP. They, they, they there, need to split this off well, here. Actually, actually. Or... Say offensive player of the year is never a quarterback. That's what they need to do. Well, no, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna take what you said, but change it up a little bit. Because actually, I think you'll agree, which might be the first time in over two years we've been doing the show together. I think you should have an MVP award and a, what they do in the NCAA basketball tournament. MOP, most outstanding player. Mm-hmm. The most outstanding player would be Cooper Cup. The MVP, I would still potentially vote for. Cooper Cup. The MVP is the guy. You take him off the team. What the hell happens? But then again, you can make that case specifically in football when it comes to the quarterback position. What would the Packers look like without Aaron Rodgers? We know the answer to that. Same with Tom Brady. 
Maybe the same with Patrick Mahomes. Maybe the same with Josh Allen. But we certainly know what the Broncos look like without Russell Wilson. We know that answer. Coming up after the break, there's a uh, computer service that, um, metric service, I should say, that contributes to the athletic. It's called Computer Cowboy. They ranked, Yeehaw! They ranked all of the offensive lines when it comes to pass protection. I have to tell you, I was floored where they have the Broncos. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. On the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, and you want to make sure you're getting the best lumber out there because of Rocky Mountain Forest Products, they deal directly with the lumber mills. You go to those big box stores, you're paying retail, you really don't know what type of lumber you're getting. You will at Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Go to rmfp.com. Time now for the buzz. The Buzz is presented by Rocky Mountain Forest Products, where they specialize in wholesale lumber to the public. Go to Rocky Mountain Forest Products in Wheat Ridge or go to rmfp.com. So there's a contributing metric service to The Athletic, a uh, very reputable uh, sports online publication, right? Yes. By the way, did you see with The Athletic how much money they lose a year? Oh, yes. Holy cow cow because we have friends who work for the athletic and i'm thinking how much longer is this place going to be in business well what's interesting is uh, as we get totally side sidetracked but go ahead well what's interesting there is um they just got bought out by the new york times right and let's see what kind of impact that ends up having because i think part of the reason why they bought out the athletic, even though it's lost money, is because they've got a good. They've they actually have done very well in terms of building a subscriber base. Right, but it has not translated to profits. Now, one thing about kind of the business of the athletic, they had they were trying to have like beats on every team, every major market, blah blah blah. But they have scaled back in some markets. Like for, you know, they're pretty well staffed here in Denver, mm-hmm. but like they basically for the most part pulled out of Phoenix. Right. They have no beat writer for the Nuggets either. That's right. There is a like Nick Kostmeyer is doing some work on there now, right? Like, and he's their Bronco guy, but he fills in on the Nuggets as well. well he used to do. Yeah. He, used yeah, he used to, used to, to do the do Nuggets. For and then, the and then when Nikki Jabvala left the Athletic for the Washington Post, they did. They actually didn't replace her right. on the staff. They moved Nick over. Right. And they kind of shuffled some other pieces around. So there have been some signs that they they just some little fringe signs like that that. Uh, they may have outkicked their coverage a little bit. Well, they hired a bunch of huge names right off the hop, which is, it doesn't Phil, not Phil Rosenthal, uh, Ken Rosenthal. Doesn't he work for them? Uh, yes, he does. I mean, he's a huge name in baseball. I'm like, wow, you're bringing on a bunch of heavy hitters. I'm like, how are you going to pay these people? 
Well, they're in debt. Big time. Anyway, so uh, at the athletic, not my debt. So what's that? Not my debt. Mine so. either. So they use a, a company called Computer Cowboy, and they ranked Computer Cowboy uh, the best pass protection units in football, and they had the Broncos' offensive line number six. Does that sound right to you? It doesn't sound right to me. It doesn't sound right to me either. Not based All on, due respect to the guys in the offensive line. Well, not based on past performance and also based on the fact they have a quarterback coming in who has a high sack rate. Right. It's one negative on Russell Wilson. He well, does, well he maybe does, that goes he down. He extends plays and he takes sacks. Right. Well, maybe that goes down because, mm-hmm. according to Computer Cowboy, which sounds like a John Travolta, Deborah Winger movie, um, you know, that sounds like it would have been the sequel to Urban Cowboy, really. That's right. Like you did Urban Cowboy right. 1980. Right. 1985 would have been about the right time for Computer Cowboy. Yeah. You know. I think so, too. Yeah. Okay. Anyway. Sixth? Yeah. I mean, Garrett Bowles um, is, is a mauler in the run game, but as a pass protector, he's okay. Dalton Reisner really hasn't, you know, gotten into a groove. Lloyd Cushenberry's under fire. Uh, Billy Turner is probably going to be the new right tackle. Um, we'll see how he does. And then at right guard, it's going to be Miners, who would be a full-time starter if he wins the job uh, for the first time, you know, to start a season. Glasgow, been banged up. I, 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 don't, I don't see this at all. All due respect to all those guys. Do you? I don't. I mean, it's a projection. Sure, but six. But again, like the projection, if project around the, the fifteen, project, let them do better. The project all should, projection, projection should also include that you have a quarterback who, from time to time, is going to be responsible for the, for being sacked. I mean, should Seattle have done better? By the way, you see where Seattle ranked on that list? Thirty second. <laughs> I got news for you. <laughs> which, which <laughs> I I think of Russell Wilson, he would never say it publicly, right? But he might be thinking, see, this is what I've been talking about. Well, what and if the- they're thirty second? God help Drew. What Locke. do they do with their ninth pick again? The ninth Charles Cross offensive tackle. Oh, isn't that interesting? State. I got to tell you, this would not have been a segment today if the Broncos are sitting around fifteen. Right. It but was they the said it's six. Huh? It was shocking. I mean, they're about a mid. They're about a on balance. They're about a mid level offensive line. Right. Not bad, but not great. That I think that's the most fair way to say. It. I don't. A lot, I think their the line is better than a lot of people around here believe it is. Are they a better run blocking offensive line, or are they a better pass blocking offensive line? Run blocking. I agree. Especially like, like Quinn. Like you mentioned Garrett Bowles. If Quinn Miners is starting, he's an absolute mauler in the run game. Yep. The pass protection is something that's going to take some time. Um. I would say. Now, one guy who I think does make things better coming in in pass protection, and certainly he knows when to bang hack at once, is Billy Turner over at right tackle. Right. I mean, what a compliment to Billy Turner huh. that Outen was his offensive line coach, and he said, yes, I want Billy Turner. Nathaniel Hackett's the offensive coordinator saying, yes, I want Billy Turner. Mm-hmm. That's as high a praise as you are going to get. When two Hackett guys loves Billy Turner. Like, those two are... That, that's like well, a Turner li- called him his best that's friend. That's a lifelong friendship that the, that the two of them best are going to have. Best friend? Well, about best friend, but they're good friends. Well, Turner said best friend. Do you have a best friend? Mm, I mean, I have people that I'm close to, with whom I'm close. I got to tell you something. Danny, do you have a best friend? Uh, Yeah, I have 
maybe three guys I'd consider my best friend. Okay. But you, then, so you don't have a best friend. You have best friends. I think that's the thing. Yeah, I don't friends. have one. Yes. I have three or four that I would say that I, to whom I turn. Okay. So let me, let me ask you guys this, because I do have a point to this. So give me the names of those three guys, unless you want to protect their identity. Mitch, Dylan, and Adam. Okay. If you were talking to somebody about Mitch, would you say he's my best friend? Yeah, I might. What about Dylan? Would you say he's my best friend? He wouldn't get hurt feelings over it, so I wouldn't really worry about it. But would you refer to each of them individually as your best friend to other people? Sure. Really? I mean, I probably wouldn't offer it up, but if they asked, is that your best friend? I would probably say yes. Okay. I, I have found this interesting, that guys usually don't throw best friend out there very often. Or bestie. Right. I have a lot of really good friends, but I wouldn't say anybody's my best friend. Women tend to throw the words best friend. Mandy does that. She has like 20 best friends. Everybody's her best friend. I don't understand it. I don't get it either. Have you noticed that? Generally speaking, I'm not trying to dog women, but have you noticed that in the past with either women you did? How about Amy? Does she refer to people as the like multiple girls as their best friend? Mm, I've never heard her use that term, actually. All right. Now, I will say this, like uh, my daughter referred to like three people as her best friend. I'm like, okay. So does, so do does have, Mia. Mia does the same thing yeah, every, said, every day. I said, so you have her one, I said you can only have one best friend. Right. You can have a lot of really good friends, but you can have one best friend. And I told her and I actually I told her it's OK to not have one best friend, but have a bunch of really good friends. Like I, she's got a group of of friends like there are about three or four of them that are all Harry Potter enthusiasts. Okay. Like that's her, that's their group there. It's, it's, I think uh, one boy and three girls. Okay. Let me, together. okay. And, and that's, that is the, those are her besties. If, but I'd say you have four, you have, you know, three really good friends. That's your little group of four. At the risk of trying to crack the code, Danny, because you brought yourself accidentally into this conversation. What's the best fast food place in town? Um, I, it's tough. They all they all fit different molds. What's it's the, like depending on the mood. What's the best food that you love? Is there a food that you just love? Say this is the I could eat this every day. Best food that that you like? Uh, pizza, I guess. Pizza is that the best food that you love? Yeah, I could. Yeah. Okay. What's what what else do you really like? I like cheeseburgers. Okay, stop. Like- Would you ever say cheeseburgers are the best food? No, that title goes to one thing only. You can't say pizza is the best food and then and hurt the pizza's feelings and then say, well, now this week, burgers are the best food. There's only one best, period. Only one, not multiple. No way. Not buying it. Can't convince me. This is really, this really got to you, didn't it? No, it's not getting to me. I don't understand why. People so loosely throw around the word best. There's well, only it's like one. in people in sports, they lo- people loosely throw around the word great, right? Right. It's like best in show at the Westminster Dog Club, Kennel Club, whatever you want to call it. There's only one winner. They're the best. Second place is not the best. They're almost the best. Best is a singular thing. Mm. Yes, I agree. Danny, do you agree now or no? You're still going to go with 
Dylan and Mitch and who else? And Adam. Larry no, and yeah, I no, I definitely see what you're saying. There should only be one. There's best. only one. When you get married, there's a best man. There aren't best men, right? Facts. When you when you decide to get married, who are you asking to be your best man? Not all three. No. Well, no. hopefully that's a long way off. So okay, but if you had to, to choose today, who would it be? Who would it be? <laughs> um, I think it would be the funniest if it was Mitch. Okay. So I'll pick Mitch because I think his speech would be incredible. Then Dylan's out. No, he's one of your really, really, really good friends. I'm sorry, Dylan. You didn't make the cut because you're not the best man. Coming up after the break, the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with our friends Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. We're going to talk about the Avs game tomorrow. Do you know the spread was two and a half goals going into yesterday's game? Man, if you would have bet Nashville, you would have been loving life. We'll tell you about the over-under, which way you're going. That's next. Before we leave, let me tell y'all a little something. Uptown, funk you up. Uptown, funk you up. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale, go to RMFP.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Low T99. Testosterone treatment made easy and affordable. For just $129 per month, they'll send you testosterone, supplies, and the price includes lab work. Go to LowT99.com. Okay, time now for the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Gambling Challenge with Ty Calcade and Evan from the Just Us Guys podcast. We do this every Friday on the show. Per FanDuel Sportsbook, Avalanche, one and a half goal favorites tomorrow afternoon against the Predators. Are you taking the Avs and giving up the one and a half goals? I'm taking the Predators to lose a one goal game. So what you're saying is you are taking the Predators. Yes. Okay. I I I um I think if Nashville's going to win a game, this might be the one. I think they win at least one at home. And I just don't know if it's going to be this one. As far as the over-under, which is six and a half, I'm taking the over. Um, okay. So I, I was going to take the under. I'm seeing like a 3-2 game coming. I think that eventually they're going to they're going to break the Ingram wall. I think that'll happen in game four. If the, if the, the thing is, if the Predators win, do they win it like five, four, five, three? I think it's eking out a three. If they win, it's eking out a three, two type game. Or if they, or if they lose, I think it'd be a tough three, two type of loss. You know, they, they pull, they pull the goalie in the last minute. Uh, they don't give up an empty net goal. They get a couple of shots in in the last minute, but they can't get in, and Avs take a 3 nothing lead in the series. 
Guys, what do you think? With that, uh, let's look at a couple of guys who have not scored. Kazem Nadri and Miko Rantanen. If one guy's going to score tomorrow, who's it going to be? Name those guys again. Miko Rantanen? Yeah. You've heard of him. He's um, Yeah, I know. Just who, who are the three guys? Just, uh, just two. And okay. Kadri. Kadri. I'm going to go with Kadri as well. By I, the way, and I have no I have no analytical reason. I'm just guessing Kadri. I mean, I, you, you put that out there. I given I I'm not giving that question any deep thought. Just Kadri, I think Kadri will score. Deep thoughts with Jack Handy. Yeah. Remember that from Saturday Night Live? Takes a big man to admit that he cries, but it takes even a bigger man to laugh at that man. I always like the one where uh, uh, the deep thought where he said, Dad always thought laughter was the best medicine, which I guess is why several of us died of tuberculosis. <laughs> uh, so this game yeah. is, go- so this series is going to be 2-1 or 3-zip? Uh, I'm going to say 3-zip. And home ice. One goal, one goal win for the Avs. Nashville's really good at home especially in the playoffs. We had Pete Weber on the show yesterday, play-by-play voice. Yeah. And he's like, that section 303 is kind of like the dog pound in Cleveland, South Stands. And- mm-hmm. There's a website devoted to it. Like, yeah. Like they, you can read their, their chants and their cheers. Yeah. I found mm-hmm. it interesting. We had Mike Chambers on the show earlier in the show at about 4.30. Mm-hmm. And he said, the games looked exactly the same to me, which once he said it, I was like, you know what? That's a really good point. The Avs kept the pressure on the entire game in game one, or not entire, but mostly, but also in game two. I think I had said to you going into this, uh, going into yesterday's game, the Avs need to at least have 40 shots, 35 to 40 shots on goal to yes. win this game. Yeah. Oh, and they blew by that. <laughs> right. Did they hit that in the second period, it seemed like. Well, yeah. the first period was tight. Yeah. And then. You know, by the way, what were your thoughts on that challenge from Bednar when, um, oh, God, now I can't remember his name. He was in the crease. On the interference? Yes, it was in the crease, and I I don't know why his name is escaping me. Uh, Let me just look it up real quick. Um, I mean, I I think it's, I, I, I don't think they had a chance of winning it personally. I, 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 it was very Vic Fangio-ish to me. Yeah. Uh, I, I thought it was, pr- honestly, like, I, I thought it was pretty clear interference. I know a lot of people are... It was Lekkanen. Yeah. He went I, into I, the thought crease. Was, I thought he, it was clear interference when it happened. I'm like, you're not going to get that. He didn't get pushed. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know who the the replay help was for Bednar. Yeah. He wasn't pushed at all. There was nobody behind him. The only way you could really push someone is if somebody's at the side. The, the guy that he ran into didn't push him. He ran into him, and then you wind up starting. Then Nashville winds up starting on a power play for the third period. Mm-hmm. They had plenty of power plays in the second. Now you're starting it all over again. It didn't hurt the Avs in the end. Well, in hindsight, clearly it didn't. Yeah, but uh, and that's what the whole thing you're asking is a risk reward, right? You risk, you know, it, it, you risk losing the challenge. The the, the reward is, uh, you know, is I understand what the reward the is. I mean, I. That's the thing. I mean, that I get why he did it because the potential because of the uh, potential outcome. Um, 
some of the Vic Fangio challenges were, what do you get out of this if you win, right? Yeah. It, is this really worth the risk? And I, I do think sometimes with Vic Fangio, it was kind of, ra- it was kind of random. What do we have coming up on um, something we like to call Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed it? We discussed the Kentucky Derby and some of the NBA playoff matchups. We'll talk a little more about the action this weekend down in Vegas in the boxing ring and the Rockies headed back out on the road. That's next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us at You can reach us on the Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, golf season is finally here. And wouldn't you want to go out there with some new clubs, something that's custom fit and custom built by a great company like Optimum Golf? Well, you're going to have a chance to do that. Just listen to my guy, Kyle, who owns Optimum Golf. How are you, my friend? I'm good, thanks. How are you doing today? Let's talk about the custom fit, custom built clubs that you guys can do and how much can that make your game better? I mean, make a huge impact. I mean, just not not just talking about you know length and and lie, but but, but the correct shafts, the correct heads for your game. Um, not only who you are as a golfer right now, but where you're trending towards. We take all that stuff into account if you're working with a professional um, and and you're you're working on your game. We're going to take that into account when we're fitting you and make sure that your clubs fit you for for as long as they possibly can, right? We all we all want to improve, so we want to get you into the clubs that are going to fit you the best. What is that fitting process like? Uh, it's, you know, it's different for each person, just as every person's golf swing is different. Each person's uh, fitting takes takes a little bit of a different track, but primarily, you know, we, we look at, uh, we're agnostic fitters, so we, we, we offer, you know, a plethora of different uh, golf club companies that, that we sell, and we make sure that you get a chance to hit each and every single one of them. We don't uh, focus on one golf club company over another, we find you the golf club that fits you best. So we do that, and then we do the same thing for shafts. We have, you know, a, a bunch of, of amazing top tier shaft companies um, that we're able to put into each of these heads to make sure that you have the opportunity to to potentially find a, a golf club that's going to absolutely change your life. Some people will say, "Hey, you know, Kyle, why don't I just go to one of the big golf chains? Why should I come to you? Why, why shouldn't I go to one of the big golf chains? Why should they come to you instead?" You know, absolutely, it's that, that's a good point. It, it comes down to. You know, you're going to go out to a nice dinner. You're going to go get just a run of the no burger. You're going to go somewhere nice, right? You want to go somewhere where, where the chef's going to take time to, to make your dinner and, and knows the seasoning and knows the ingredients. Everything's top tier. Or are you just going to go to the, the diner on the corner and grab something out of the freezer? Um, you know, we want to make sure every time you, you pull your golf club out of your bag, you know that one of myself or one of my builders has built that golf club specifically for you, right? And it's not then thrown into a box and shipped halfway across the country something ever happens to it or you know even if it isn't how it was during your fitting you're like hey this isn't quite right for me you bring it into us we'll talk about it we'll look at it we'll look at your swing we'll refit you into the shafts that work and we'll make sure that you leave that day or uh, when they can come in with with the shafts that fit your game at that time so we all the work that we do is guaranteed 
And so that that local touch, like that golf community, local golf community part is, is big to us. So let's talk about getting your golf game better. You know, you go to a big golf course, maybe they have one or two pros. Usually the head pro is going to be teaching you. You got a lot of award-winning pros. How do you have so many guys in your stable? Uh, so our director of instruction, thing is Brad Olson. He's won uh, numerous of the CAGI awards and then other awards and awards uh, for teaching here in Colorado. He's been a member of the PGA for, of America for, for quite a while, and, and he puts that he put together a great program for us where, you know, we don't teach to a formula or teach to a model. We take every person's abilities and or inabilities, you know, motion restrictions, um, the way that you learn, the things that you that you like or how you tend to, to internalize instruction. And we take all those things into account to, to, to bring you a game that will work best for you in the shortest period of time. Never want you to leave a lesson and not be able to play the game. Like, oh, well, we're getting better, right? That's not how, that's not how we operate. We want to make sure that every time you leave, you're going to be able to play the game so that you're not wasting time over the summer trying to get better and feel like you're getting worse. And I'll tell you this. If you take a, a lesson from Kyle, man, does he make the game fun? Uh, my daughter is taking a lot of lessons from him, and every time she walks out, she's like, God, I really like Kyle. You make the game fun. It's not just all golf all the time, just the way that you work with her. So whether you're an adult or whether you want to get one of your kids playing golf, you can work with Kyle. You can work with any of their award-winning pros. How do people find Optimum Golf, Kyle? Uh, you just wait to find us and to look at our schedules on theoptimumgolf.com. You can just put it in the Google. It'll pop right up. We've got a location in Park Hill off of 38th Street. Then we have another location uh, right downtown in the Rhino Arts District. So it, it's a great time, great place. You know, the summer we've got a couple of great specials uh, for some some discounted uh, simulator times. So you can come in and practice on your launch monitors, get data, know exactly how far you're hitting the ball, so that when you go to spend that money at the golf course, you're getting more out of what you're what you're paying. Have you ever had a hole in one? I have. I actually had one in the tournament last year. Um, uh, it was my first. Well, it's my first. I guess I had. It's a, that's a funny story. We'll talk about that another time. <laughs> uh, can can <laughs> you can you teach me to hit a hole in one? Because I'll pay I you whatever you want. Can. I can do that. I just get a trash can sized cutter out there. We'll go out to the green <laughs> in the middle of the night. Just <laughs> cut a big old hole in there. It'd be good. Kyle, right, the fastest way to get one is get closer. Remember? Yep, exactly. Kyle, have a great weekend, my friend. Uh, you as well. Thanks. See you, Kyle from Optimum Golf. Go to the OptimumGolf dot com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Greenfields Pool and Sports Bar in Lakewood. Greenfields has everything under one roof, including the best happy hour in town. Two-for-one wine, well, and drafts from 3 until 7 p.m. Just in case you missed it, is presented by Argonaut Wine and Liquor. You need to see why Westward named it the best liquor store in Denver. Five years running. Or order online at ArgonautLiquor.com. Just in case you missed it, a big boxing match in Las Vegas for the light heavyweight title between Canelo Alvarez and Dimitri Bivol tomorrow night. Canelo is ESPN's number one pound-for-pound boxer and will be fighting in Sin City on Cinco de Mayo weekend for the first time in three years. They usually reserve that weekend for him, but it's been a while since he's been down there for about uh, on this particular weekend. Will you be tuning in for that clash? No, I don't care about boxing. (laughs) (laughs) I used to love boxing, and I'm just not into it anymore. That that, that ship sailed by me a very, very long time ago, and I was a guy who got all the pay-per-view bites. I just don't do it anymore. Are you? Are you going to watch it? I might be driving to Colorado Springs because I'm going to be spending Mother's Day with my mom. Nice. So uh, I'll probably be driving during the fight. 
So why, probably not. Why, why don't you go before the fight so you guys can watch it together? That's a good idea. I might. I uh, have a watch party for a UFC fight that same night that I'm expected to be attending as well. So oh. I might I might have to sneak out of there early to get to watch a little of the Canelo fight. I see. Okay. Yeah, boxing, MMA, just combat sports in general, they, they are so far off my radar. I, I, I don't have the first thing I want to say about any of them. Just yeah. in case, yeah, it's not everyone's cup of tea. Yeah. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. Just in case you missed it, after a strong five-win homestand, the Rockies look to back, look to a buck of four straight road losses tonight as they face off with the Diamondbacks. Chad Cool spinning it for the Colorado Rockies and Merrill Kelly on the bump for Arizona. Bud Black said Wednesday that Chris Bryant has yet to resume hitting as he remains on the 10-day IL due to a back issue. Any concern regarding the Rockies' 30-year-old free agent acquisition? Not yet, no. It's early. Um, and in fact, the team is playing well. I don't think you, you rush him back and make sure... He, he's 100% uh, and, and ready to go. Take your time. I agree. Just in case you missed it, after a two-year hiatus, the Washington Commanders are bringing back their 87-year-old marching band. The Ravens also have a marching band in the NFL, the only two teams, to my knowledge. Should more NFL teams have a marching band, or is the rarity part of what makes it a special uh, aspect of the organizations in the DMV? The rarity is what makes it special. But I think more teams should have marching bands. I love. I, I'm old school. I don't think you get a better halftime show except the Frisbee Dogs than a marching band. I'd love it if there was a, a full scale marching band at Bronco games playing music. Here's the thing. I understand everybody's love affair, and rightfully so, with the NFL. But you cannot compare going to a college game to an NFL game because of the marching band, because of the cheerleaders, because of everything that is involved. In, in a college football atmosphere, including the tailgate. I mean, the thing about, like, especially like with the, Rave, the Ravens in particular, I'm, I'm curious to see what Washington does because they're going to need a new fight song or at least a rewritten fight song because of the name change. With the Ravens, like, they've, they have the band. Uh, they actually have male and female cheerleaders. And then probably, with all respect to other NFL songs, the best song, the best team song in the NFL is the Ravens fight song, which is the tune of the old Baltimore Colts marching song. It's just, it's as perfect a fight song as you're ever going to find. That was Argonaut Wine and Liquor, just in case you missed Argonaut. Always great specials right now. Bubbles and boxes, 15% off. Also, Argonaut delivers. All deliveries over 100 bucks are free. Stop by Argonaut today off of Colfax or go to ArgonautLiquor.com. That is going to do it for us. Uh, Nigel and Danny, great job today as always. Same with you, Mace. Have a great weekend. Everybody have a great weekend. Well, we finally here, right? Well, we... It's Friday then. It's Saturday, Sunday.